And welcome back to our third quarantined show. This is Sports Talk Therapy. My name is Finn McCartan alongside Sean Malady and Colin Finn. Today we are going to recap the 2020 NFL Draft. How do we feel about that, guys? Good, dude. It was, it was, this is like the most of any draft I think I've ever watched because I was there was nothing else to watch. It was just entirely draft like i watched like the fourth through seventh rounds like a good amount which i've never done before but yeah, uh, Colin, yeah I have to, the opportunity cost here was very 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 low yeah um, exactly. I, was, I was i turned it on like giants are picking like fourth obviously so pretty quick i turned it on like you know, a half hour in right when they're picking and after that my dad's like all right you want to turn this off and i'm like well what else is there like there's not really a ton going on here and he's like yeah you can't really turn the basketball game or baseball game so uh yeah um might as well keep it up the online draft went better than i guess we thought it did um yeah it wasn't bad we'll catch you up on uh our betting spreadsheet a little bit later but uh first roger goodell had a it was a rough draft he looked like a very 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 tired man just having to read the same picks over and over (laughs) eventually having to digress that comfy chair with m&ms and just looked so lonely poor roger he had, you know, he just had a rough day. You know, he's not, a, I, I guess there is a reason that, you know, he turns over the picks in the second and the third round, usually to uh, former players and um, many other people. So he, I guess it's the fact that he just gets tired really quickly and has to sit down in a chair and needs sugar to keep going. He looks very uncomfortable. It also kind of made him, like, relatable, like, I feel like people before this point were like, oh, Roger Goodell is like an idiot. Like, he's terrible. We hate him. And after this, like, oh, he's just like us. He, he would get really bored after reading names for three days straight and having to sit no, there he, every 10 minutes. No, I, I still don't think he's a human. I'm on, he is, spoiler alert, he is my little weedle of the week. I have a bunch of things about him. We, we can get to that later. He's not a human being. He did not win any points for me during this draft. So The, uh, the dancing... The dancing with Jerry Judy and the hug of the TV. I forgot which player, but those uh, are Ruiz. Those yeah. put him into like alien territory, as Finn mentioned. <laughs> yeah, I think he could have just gotten the names right like a single time. Like, How is he so? He's not good at it. Every he, dude, year. he literally like these are guys that are going to go in the top half of the first round, guarantee, and he still doesn't know how to say their name. Like it's pretty actually incredible that I don't know. <laughs> in the first yeah. round of the draft, the Lions select. Colleen Fine, Illinois University. Dude, he's <laughs> just a freaking loser. <laughs> yep, all right. So the way that our uh, draft recap is going to go here, we're going to go team by team, division by division, and break down some of our – just the general, maybe a favorite pick, least favorite pick, and a sleeper. We'll add any details where necessary in here. And, yeah, let's just start it off right here. Does anybody want to start off with the Buffalo Bills, the AFC East? Um, uh, Finn, if you want to take the lead on the AFC East, you are more than welcome to, if you want to start off. All right, through. so the AFC East this year, of course, is going to be very interesting. No Tom Brady in New England looking for a new team to take over the throne there. And the Buffalo Bills have what I think is actually a really good draft so far. They did not have a first-round pick based off of the Stephon Diggs trade, which I think was a good trade for them. My favorite pick out of their – I think they had seven here – was their second-round pick, A.J. Epinesa, edge rusher out of Iowa. 
He may not fill the stat sheet with a bunch of sacks, but he's going to be solid in run support and a decent pass rusher, although he might, like I said, might not be towards the top of the leaderboard in sacks. I think that that's a first-round talent or a fringe first-round talent falling midway into the second round. I think that's a pretty good pick. There really aren't any picks here that scream out to me as like, wow, that's a bad pick. I maybe would have gone with a different receiver than UCF's Gabriel Davis in the fourth round. He's a little bit raw, but at the same time, he's fast. Josh Allen can throw the deep ball. I don't really hate that pick that much. And as a sleeper, I really like taking a flyer on Jake Fromm in the fifth round. Why not? I mean, you're not drafting the guy to be a starting quarterback there. I think Jake Fromm's floor is as a high-end backup with the potential to develop into a decent starter. Why not take a flyer on that guy? Maybe flipping for a second-round pick in a few years. And I'm going to go with an A-minus from the Bills. I like what they did. They can maybe take over the division this year. Nice. I definitely agree with you there, fam. They had a good draft. And then you got they, their first-round pick amounted to um, Stephon Diggs, which is not a bad turn on your first-round pick. But getting a first-round talent like Epinesa in the second round, who is a really good pass rusher. He was dominant at Iowa, fell mostly due to, I would say, athletic concerns. Um, he didn't move that well at the combine, but you get that him in the mid-second round. He's dominant on tape. Love that. And then my sleeper, I couldn't really decide between Zach Moss and Jake Fromm. Zach Moss is a absolute stud. Like, he, his tackle-breaking stats are absurd. He is like kind of Kareem Hunt-esque in the way he broke tackles in college. He was impossible to bring down. Um, he's from Utah, by the way. But having him and Singletary in the backfield together is going to be dangerous. That's a They complement each other very well. Yeah. That, that was a very good pick. And then I from really accurate quarterback, good mentally, he's going to be a – Good backup minimum. Uh, I got I got away with B plus because just because I kind of didn't factor in a Stefan Diggs thing and they like they had three good picks, so I, I just didn't want to overinflate my grades. Tried to try to keep them lower, but yeah, I like their draft a lot. Yeah, pretty much repeating a lot of what has already been said here. Um, but the one thing I think that could really uh, make their draft be boom or bust is. Did Epinesa slide because he should be valued higher? Like, is, should he be in a first-round pick? Or is this really what teams are projecting for him? Um, so that could really change uh, the grade in the draft. I think personally that Epinesa will produce. Um, he's really, really good at Iowa. And I'm also with Colin, the Zach Moss pick. I think that could be a sleeper. Uh, however, <clears throat> I don't really get the Jake Fromm pick. He just invested in Josh Allen and – they are not the same. Uh, Josh Allen, big, burly, strong arm guy. Jake Fromm, not as big, <laughs> not really a strong arm. But hey, as Finn said, I guess he'd take him. Hope he turns to Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, trade him away for a draft pick. So uh, I'll go with the B plus as well. Um, Dolphins next. Yes. Dolphins next. My favorite part of the Dolphins before we get to it was watching every single person from Miami and. All these famous Dolphins fans butchering to his name horribly. Yeah. Hago Viloia, Fago Viloa is bad. It's pretty bad. The fact that there's a silent N in his name really throws me off. Like, it's to a tongue of Viloa. Like, where is the N? I don't see it. 
but apparently it's there. That that's what throws me off. That's you, pretty. But. That's pretty whack. I I can't figure it out now. Yeah. The real thing is, can you pronounce his first name? <laughs> oh, the, Mana Lopa. No, I missed like six letters. <laughs> yeah, Tua Niga Mana Lepola, Tua Tungovailoa. <laughs> Something crazy, man. That is a wild name. His parents are named Diane and Galu. Galu's got to be short for like Galu, Manu, Polu, Ragu. Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Something like that. Anyway, I'll, uh, I guess I'll kick it off here with the Dolphins. With all of these first rounders, two second rounders, all these high picks that they had, I mean, they're clear they got a lot of talent in this draft. I just don't know if they picked the right players at each spot. I will say I do love the Tua Tungavailoa pick in the first round. I think you have Ryan Fitzpatrick and I guess Josh Rosen for this year if he needs to take a medical redshirt year. I think that he is a franchise quarterback. I think that's a great value at number five. They didn't need to move up for him. I think that's a slam dunk pick. And then in the rest of the first round here, Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogany are not bad players by any means. It's just that I thought they could have gone in some different directions. I know Jeff Gladney and Christian Fulton were on the board when they picked Igbenogany and maybe a Josh Jones or an Ezra Cleveland over Austin Jackson, but that's splitting hairs. They're not terrible picks by any means. The one that was more of a head-scratcher to me was in the beginning of the second round. Yes, you need to load up on a bunch of offensive linemen, but Louisiana Lafayette guard-slash-tackle Robert Hunt would not have been the way that I would have gone. I think there were some higher upside guard and tackle prospects, Josh Jones being one of them, that would have been better picks. But I think that they did have a solid draft overall. A couple of sleepers that I had here would be Georgia guard Solomon Kinley. I think he's a day-one starter at guard for this Dolphins team. That's a great value in the fourth round. And then getting a guy that some people consider the first-round talent and a guy that I know Colin is really high on in Curtis Weaver, an edge rusher from Boise State in the fifth round, he could produce some solid sack numbers for them over the coming years. Yeah. Well, it's C-plus, by the way. That, that's C-plus is my final grade for them. Interesting. All right, so I – I think I have the similar. I have my favorite pick was Tua. You, you had getting Tua without trading down is a huge win. Um, he was without a doubt the second best quarterback prospect in this draft by a significant margin. Um, grabbing Curtis Weaver in the fifth is absurd. The guy is a freaking monster. He was dominant at Boise State. He came into the combine with some concerns, and then Belay had a great three, three cone drill. They kind of for me address some of those agility concerns and he's got he's watching the guy man you go watch some of his highlights he just he's got so much bend he gets a, he's got so much agility like he's i think he's an unbelievable grab in the fifth round couldn't believe he fell that far uh my least favorite pick brandon jones safety out of texas in the third round i didn't like he like if you watch texas at all last year he was a liability. Like it's not like he was like you're like Xavier McKinney. Like he's a threat every single down to kill you. Like he literally was a liability in coverage for Texas deep. Taking him in the third round when you had a lot of talented guys still on the board was kind of a head scratcher for me for this Dolphins team. So I mean, but for me when you get a, when you get Tua, like get cheering Tua. And getting Austin Jackson, I think, is going to be a good tackle for them. And getting Curtis Weaver, like, 
I actually gave their draft an A minus because their quarterback. They I think they got their franchise quarterback, so I grade this draft really well. That kind of drags up the entire grade. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what they're thinking, Colin. Is they definitely had a home run on Tua. Uh, shout out to Dave G, Dave Gutman uh, for not making them trade up. Very smart move, Giants. Anyway, uh, I digress, but. I think the rest of their draft was built upon two things. One, the idea that they already had their franchise quarterback in Tua, and the fact that they had, what, 10, 11 picks in this draft. Um, so when you have that many picks as opposed to, like, six, seven, you can afford to throw some shots in the dark. Like, maybe they saw something in Austin Jackson that no one else did, or uh, same thing, I guess, with Robert Hunt. Um, but getting Tua, shoring up the line, even if you had to reach a little bit in places, uh, I, I'll go with Colin here. I'll take an A- minus on the Miami Dolphins. The only reason I went with C-plus here, and I hear you guys for Tua dragging the grade up. Tua drags my grade up as well. It's just that this is such a pivotal draft for them. You have five picks in the top two rounds, and I don't I don't know if Robert Hunt, Raekwon Davis, a third corner in Noah Igbenogany, and a developmental tackle in Austin Jackson – is what you need to vault yourself out of the cellar. That's why I'm a little bit harsher on this, but I do think that that Tua was a great pick. And a lot of these guys could hit. C-plus is not a bad grade by any means. It's just I think they could have done better. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. We are- do we think the Dolphins are going to try to sit Tua for a year, stink again with all these project players like we mentioned, like Jackson and uh, even Hunt, and then repeat again next year? Even if he starts, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. So... I think they're still picking top 10 next year, no matter what. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think they actually could surprise a little bit this year. I think they got if, – if, if Tua plays. If Tua plays, I think they could win five or six games. Um, we'll see. I don't know. You get, yeah, and they also traded for Matt Burrito, which is an interesting move. I forgot about that. That was a pretty good deal. Yeah, instead of drafting a running back trade for Matt Breida, that was a good decision. All right, Jets. Jets. Somebody want to start us off? Yeah, I can start us off. Um, sure. Least favorite pick. All right, do you, do you want to start us off, Sean? You're more than welcome to. Uh, I could. Now, just to give our listeners a little bit of a background here, we, we did some practicing before the show. Um, obviously, we're on podcasts, can't see each other, uh, not yeah. sitting next to each other, not as easy as the in-person thing. So we did some work and some practice on not stepping on each other, and until this point, we're successful, but Colin, yes. kick it off. The J-E-T-S. All right. Um, all right. Mikai Becton was my least favorite pick. Uh, just, I think you're going to take a tackle. I think there were so many better ones on the board. Um, Mikai, he's a project. He could end up being good, but you take a guy that's not technically very sound. He didn't grade nearly as well in college as a lot of the other tackles on the board. I think there are just so many better picks at that point. Um, and then my favorite pick was Ashton, Ashton Davis, the safety out of California. He's one of the best high free safeties, high safeties in – he was in college football this year. Guy has got great ball skills. He tracks the ball really well. He's going to be an immediate upgrade in that secondary, and I think he's going to start for them opposite. Um, uh, got him. Um, Jamal Adams, bro. Oh my no, god, Adams. Jamal Adams. Jesus, best safety, one of the best safeties in the NFL. 
Oh, sorry, boys. Getting a little sleep deprived. Wake up here. And then <laughs> sleeper, I love Bryce Hall. Getting Bryce Hall in the fifth round was unbelievable. I think he, if he had come out last year and not gotten hurt this year, he probably could have gone in the first round. Like, he was a first-round guy, being looked at as a first-round guy. Um, I think we all had Hall as our sleeper pick here. Great value, yeah. hit a home run, picking him up in the fifth. He, I mean, one of the best coverage corners in the country, some of the best ball skills that I think I've ever watched out of a corner. The guy was constantly snagging the ball. I mean, I loved Love getting Bryce Hall that late. So I, I thought this was a decent draft. Um, I gave it a B. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how I'd characterize it too, Colin. Decent. Um, I'm on the other side of the camp with Becton. Uh, I think the Jets are still like, pretty far removed from competing at a high level. Um, so by taking the chance on Becton, maybe you are able to teach him some things this year. And the guy is... 6'7", 364, and runs a 5'10", 40. Like, that shouldn't be allowed. Um, so if they can teach him any semblance of technique, as you mentioned, he'll be a force uh, for years to come. Uh, it seems like Joe Douglas really likes the fast guys. Picked up Mims, uh, picked up, as you mentioned, Ashton Davis and Zuniga. Uh, James Morgan is weird to me. I don't really know why they decided to pick quarterback in the fourth round, but I guess you're looking for a backup in case Sam Darnold starts seeing ghosts again. Um, but it's okay. I'll give the draft a B plus. Yeah, we're on a pretty similar wavelength here. Uh, Colin, I agree with you that Ashton Davis was my favorite pick, but I think I'll just deviate for a little bit and talk about their second round pick, Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. Tall, fast, Sam Darnold can throw the deep ball pretty well. I think that it's a pretty solid pick in the second round. I was worried a team was going to reach on him in the first. He actually ended up being pretty high in my mock draft that I released on Twitter, at STT underscore Villanova. But I think it's a pretty decent value in the second round there. Um, my least favorite pick was the aforementioned James Morgan in the fourth. If you're going to take a backup quarterback at that stage, especially if you're a team like the Jets that has a lot of holes, I would have taken Jake Fromm. I really don't know why they took James Morgan in the fourth. That was a really odd pick. And then... Everything's already been said about Bryce Hall. He was my sleeper as well. I'm rolling with the B for the Jets. Yeah. All right, Finn, take us through the paths. How'd you feel? Okay, this is just every Bill Belichick drafts are the weirdest drafts ever to evaluate because he's going to take players that you're like, oh wow, that's you know a high, highly productive player in college, high character is going to fit really well with that Patriot way. And then he just does the weirdest things in the world. I'll start with the good here. I think grabbing Michigan edge rusher Joshua Uchi in the second round was a fantastic pick. I think he's going to contribute quite a lot as a rookie. He fills that Jamie Collins kind of role where I thought maybe they would take Zach Bond out of Wisconsin there, but I think Uchi was a great decision. I also like the Kyle Duggar pick at the beginning of the second round. Safety out of D2, Lenar Ryan. He didn't really grow into his body until college. He's an athletic freak. Look for him to replace Patrick Chung once he leaves, probably at the end of this year. Anthony Jennings out of Alabama is one of those high-character, highly productive picks. I think he'll be a decent player. But then they just started to get weird in the third round. I thought they would have traded up for a tight end. It would have been Adam Troutman out of Dayton. I have no problems with Devin Asiasi out of UCLA. But my least favorite pick is... Trading up for Dalton Keene, 
trading up for two tight ends in the third round when Dalton Keene's probably a day three prospect. I really don't know about that one. Dalton Keene didn't produce a lot. He's very athletic. He was underutilized at Virginia Tech. He could end up being a good player, but it's more of the fact that you trade up for a second tight end that's not Adam Troutman on day two. That's just weird to me. Uh, my sleeper pick is going to be sixth rounder, swing tackle slash guard, Justin Heron out of Wake Forest. The Patriots do a great job at developing these late round offensive linemen into guys that are starters at some point down the road. Look for Heron and possibly other sixth round pick, Michael Onwenu, guard from Michigan, to fill that void. And then I'd, I'd just miss out a huge opportunity if I didn't say the fact that the Patriots drafted a guy named Cash Maluia <laughs> in the second round. Or the sixth round, excuse me. I'm going B minus just because the tight end picks were so weird. They traded down out of the first round. I would have liked to see Patrick Queen with their first pick or even Kenneth Murray, but it's not bad. Yeah, I just weird. Bill Belichick always makes some head scratching draft day picks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I Kyle Duggar in the first or in the second trading down. I actually like the trade down. Belichick has shown an ability to do some good things with safeties, so hopefully, like Kyle Duggar is such a wild card. He was good at the Senior Bowl, but I mean, playing for Lenore Ryan, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna see much in the way of competition there. So, he's incredibly athletic. I want to see what he does at the next level, but that was just, like it's just an interesting pick. Love Josh Uche, man. He's a beast. He's unreal at Michigan. He's gonna fit in perfectly there. That was my Josh Uche was my favorite pick. Um, my least favorite pick was taking Anthony Jennings in the third round. He he was, I don't know. He's one of those guys who was good in college, but he's really not athletic or very big, which I don't know if he has the athleticism to do really very much in the NFL, like at all. I don't know where he's going to – I don't know if he's going to rush off the edge – with his lack of size and speed, or if he's like I don't know, he can't play line. Like I don't know, it's just to get. I would think there are better guys there. Um, the tight end picks, Finn already kind of covered. My sleeper, Finn mentioned it briefly, was Michael Onwenu out of uh, Michigan. Like the Michigan offensive line was unbelievable, man. They had four offensive linemen taken in this draft, which is <laughs> absurd, and. Michael Halloween is he's a monster. He was very good in college. He was probably like I think his his blocking grades, he was one of the top fifteen pass blocking guards in college football the last two seasons. Didn't allow a lot through him. He's a good he's a good player. Getting him in the sixth round is a great value in my opinion. I was I gave him a grade count. Gave him gave him a B. It's an average draft. Yeah. Pretty much uh this was the most classic like Bill Belichick draft ever. Um, as you mentioned, traded back, didn't pick in the first round because he didn't like anyone. Picked two tight ends in a row. Uh, picked two players in uh, Yushi and, and Jennings who like people really think that you need to put them in a defensive system to their strengths, which the Patriots are really good at doing. And he made it he like set the internet on fire when he left the room and just left his dog at the computer uh, when they panned for the pick. Uh, so that factor will boost me by half letter grade. Uh, I'm giving the Pats an A minus on this one. It'd be one thing if 
Nike the dog was just in the room. He was sitting in the chair while the pick, the Duggar pick was made. He was in the chair. Bill was not in the room. Nike the dog is his uh, consigliari for D2 safeties, it seems like. Moving on to the AFC North, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, who stood pat in every single round, taking the first player in rounds one through seven. What do we think about what they did, guys? I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all going to mention it. Uh, They picked Joe Burrow. They didn't screw that up. Uh, You really couldn't. Uh, They got a franchise quarterback going forward. Now the question becomes, I guess, uh, how do you build around him? And they did that uh, with T. Higgins, who Finn has this on his least favorite pick. I'm actually a big T. Higgins guy. Um, I liked like watching him a lot in college at Clemson. Uh, he's a perfect pairing. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I had something else, but T. Higgins is good. Good at football uh, by Colin Finn. Uh, and then I guess my sleeper pick here. Um, I, it's hard to have a sleeper when you're picking this high, but I'll go Kadeem. Khalid, not Khabib. Ooh, if they pick Khabib, that would be scary. Uh, Khalid Kareem, edge rusher out of Notre Dame. I had him going a little bit higher in my mock draft, uh, so I'll go with that one. So I'll give them give them a B plus. I mean, you get your franchise quarterback, but overall, like, mediocre job. Uh, I have Sean kind of said a lot uh, about what I was going to say. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, you get the best quarterback in the draft. You get one of the best prospects. We've seen in the last five, ten years. Can't. Like that's it's gonna drag the draft grade up and it really wasn't that hard difficult to pick. So congrats to the Bengals for making that one. T. Higgins was my least favorite pick just because he's not I don't know, he's not his route running isn't great. He was more of a big catch radius kind of guy, contested catch guy in college. And a lot of times you see in the NFL that a lot of guys struggle to create separation on NFL level. It's not that I don't think T Higgins will be successful, but like comparing when you're saying like some people are saying T Higgins is their AJ Green replacement. Like he's not nearly the athlete that AJ Green is, man. Like he's going to be like a big Hakeem Nicks kind of guy, as opposed to a guy who's going to really burn you in my opinion. Um, and I think that there were better guys on the board here. I mean, like you still have LaVisca Chenault on the board, who is a stud. I think is an unbelievable player. Like, I don't know. I think they could have gone a different direction at wide receiver here. Don't hate it, but like I would have rather seen Michael Pittman. I mean, there's just other guys I would have rather seen for sure at the at that high second round pick spot. Sleeper is Akeem Davis Gaither, who's kind of like a linebacker hybrid player out of Appalachian State. And he did it all in college. He covered, he blitzed. Really, he's a fantastic linebacker, really athletic. His really only concerns were injury concerns. So, I mean, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a contributor for that Bengals team. Uh, I gave him a B plus, which I just – I Burrow kind of makes the draft, really. Yeah, I agree with most of what you said right there. I'm a little bit higher on T. Higgins than you, but I, I definitely see all the points that you made right there. Um, Burrow, I mean, you get the best quarterback in the draft, maybe the best player in the draft. I have no problem with that at all. I think they made a great decision not to even consider trading down for no matter how many picks the Dolphins or somebody offered them. Fantastic move right there. I don't have a least favorite pick in this class. I think they 
did pretty well in all seven rounds. And I'm not going to say like a least favorite pick is a sixth or a seventh no, rounder. That's just yeah, kind of ridiculous. So uh, my sleeper was also Akeem Davis Gether, but I'll talk for a little bit about third round pick Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming. Athletic, can defend the run well, can also cover pretty well as well. <laughs> and I think the pick is just good. Yeah. yeah, no problem with that at all. All right, Finn, here we go. Oh, baby, here we go. The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. This is for you. Oh, man, I cannot even describe to you how fantastic this was. I was incredibly disappointed when Andrew Thomas went off the board at four to the Giants. We'll get to that later. I thought that that was going to start a run on tackles, but fortunately the teams just forgot they all existed. The Browns nailed it, grabbing Jedrick Wills Jr. at 10. A phenomenal pick. I think he will translate well from the right to the left side. I would be more worried about a guy like Wirfs doing that since Wills protected to his blind side at Alabama. I think that's going to end up being just fine. That offensive line is solidified with maybe a bit of a question mark at right guard, but besides that, I think that they're good there. That was their main problem last season. And then in the second round, you trade down – get a fifth-round pick for free, and pick a high-impact player in a position of need with LSU safety Grant Delpit. He's going to be an immediate starter. Uh, the Browns are becoming LSU North, it seems like, with Beckham, Landry, Greedy Williams, and Grant Delpit, and a player that they selected later in this draft. I love it. In the third round, they picked two more high-upside guys in Missouri D-tackle Jordan Elliott and LSU linebacker Jacob Phillips. Both of those guys will contribute from day one. The fourth round pick was the only again. I don't I don't hate this pick by any means. It was the only one where I was a little bit curious. They ended up taking Florida Atlantic tight end Harrison Bryant. He won the Mackey Award as the top tight end in college football last year, but he's a pretty undersized guy. And I don't know if it was the biggest need for the team with already Najoku and free agent signee Austin Hooper there, but. I don't really have that much of a problem with it. I guess if I had to pick a least favorite pick, it'd be that one, but I don't hate it at all. And then with their free fifth-round pick they picked up from the Colts, they get a guy that might start at right guard from day one, Washington offensive lineman Nick Harris. That was great. And then the sixth round, why not take a high upside pick? Extremely athletic receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan. This is an A. Andrew Barry nailed it, and I am so excited for this upcoming year. Please don't break my heart. Yes. See, Finn, Finn, and I would think me and Sean as well, all of our teams did well in this draft. So we've all reached the point where now our optimism is sky high. And this is where, like, this is kind of the cycle when the draft comes. For it's only down from here. It's franchise teams. This is the best. The day after the draft is the best day of the year. You're so optimistic, and then you just lose everything. Um, but, yeah, this was a fantastic draft. You get Jedrick Willis in the first round. Jedrick Willis. Uh, Unbelievable tackle by a lot of a lot of people will had him as the best tackle in the draft. And then you get Grant Delpit, I think a first round talent at safety, easily a first round talent at safety in the second round. And then I think you get another first round talent in Jordan Elliott from Missouri. The guy was incredibly disruptive, tore through those SEC offensive guards and um, centers. Like he was a monster. And having a guy like Jordan Elliott who can pass rush from from inside is huge. He's athletic. He's got the size. He was a fantastic pick. Um, I did not like 
the fourth round Harrison Bryant pick, but I mean, it's a fourth rounder, so I'm not going to hate it too much, but he's kind of not big enough to play tight end in the NFL and not fast enough to play like an Evan Ingram kind of role. So I don't, he's kind of a tweener. You're going to have to do some work on either strengthening or getting faster. Like, I don't know. He's going to have to figure out a position for himself. Um, I think there were maybe better guys on the board, but it's a fourth round pick again. Like this is an A draft undoubtedly. So congrats to the, uh, to Andrew Barry and the Browns. Yeah. Browns, like we said, crushed it. They had one job in the first round, just pick whatever tackle was there. And they got a really good one in Judge Quills. Uh, as Finn mentioned, really, really great move. Uh, being able to get Del Pitt in the second round while getting a fifth round or basically free uh, and picking up Nick Harris, who could possibly start sometime down the line. Uh, the one thing <clears throat> that I really, really liked about this draft was that I didn't feel like they like reached on anything here. They picked, they addressed their needs. They picked guys that are really, really good with high upside. And I like the move a lot. Um, you, you both mentioned uh, the tight end pick from Florida Atlantic, Bryant. Maybe it could work. Uh, you don't really have an Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry at FAU, so maybe something changes. And, uh, yeah, great job by the Browns here. And uh, they'll find a way to screw something up the next six months. <laughs> Yes. All right. I think we should move a bit faster because you said 245, Sean? Yeah. Soft deadline, but. All right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll try I, and go this a is kind of like for these next, like, these next couple divisions, like, I don't have some of the. But I, yeah. All right. That's fine. But oh, wait, we have to talk on. about the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Queen. Well, yeah, dude. Patrick Queen, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure. You, do you guys also have him as your best pick for the Ravens? Absolutely. Guys, I absolute stud incredibly athletic coverage linebacker i mean he like that's exactly what he's exactly what you want in a 2020 linebacker in the nfl um he's a he's a stud after isaiah simmons definitely my favorite linebacker in the draft by far um yeah not really much to say he'd be a perfect fit for them to get him in the end of the first round is unbelievable i love it um Dobbins running back in the second, little eh, whatever. But Dobbins is going to be good for that team. Uh, he pass catches well. Don't mind the pick. And then Geno Stone, I think, is a sleeper for them in this draft. Um, he was great in college. One sec, sorry, I lost my my sheet here. Um, oh no. Yeah, no. Geno Stone was fantastic at Iowa. Watching, he was. Great against Michigan State. He really was a like down the field. There really weren't many safeties better. Um, he was really, really, really good playing high, which is fantastic to get a great high covered safety in the sixth round. Um, yeah, no, I like this draft a lot. I'm a minus. Yeah, the Patrick Queen pick. My new column is going to go off on that one. Uh, really great player, and anytime an LSU player was picked, which was tied for the most ever. Uh, I just pictured Coach O going, go Tigers! Just absolutely love the pick there. Uh, Finn, I think we have the same one here as our sleeper pick with uh, Texas wide receiver Devin DuVernay. Uh, I like the Ravens draft a lot. The NFC North as a whole really knocked out of the park for me. This is one of the best draft classes on paper I've ever seen. I don't say that lightly. 
these first five picks, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Matabuki, Devin DuVernay, Malik Harrison, is you add to a loaded roster those five players? There's no wonder John Harbaugh was like a little kid whenever they showed him on camera celebrating. This was unbelievable drafting job by the Ravens front office and John Harbaugh. The only pick that I was like, meh on was Tyree Phillips in the third round who's like a swing offensive tackle maybe he'll play guard but like even then like why not who cares they nailed it James Proch in the sixth round wide receiver out of SMU Geno Stone who Colin was talking about is a safety that can maybe play this is an A plus and I can't believe they got all of these players and Finn, I was sure you're really happy about that right you're really happy the Ravens are I hate the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Let's move on. Um, all right, Pittsburgh. On air, on air, on air, on air uh, reduction, not reduction, that's the wrong word too. Uh, retraction here. I think I said NFC, it said AFC, so just get that on the record. Anyway, Colin, go. <laughs> um, Chase Claypool, my favorite pick. He is a big, very fast, strong wide receiver who I think is going to pair perfectly with Juju in this offense. Uh, great pick. Loved it. Um, sleeper is... Alex Highsmith, who I think is a very good player, especially to get him that late. Um, he pass rushed incredibly well in college. I mean, you're not going to face the best competition when you're at Charlotte, but he was excellent, excellent, excellent in college. So, I mean, getting him in the third round is a great pick. I'm sorry. I think all three. Uh, yeah, no. I think all three of us like the uh, Chase Claypool pick. Uh, solid wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Uh, the rest of the draft is okay. I don't don't really have a, a strong comment on either way. I'll go be boss. My favorite pick here is also Claypool. I think the talk about moving him to tight end is nonsense. He's going to fit as a big bodied wide receiver. I agree with Colin. I like how he pairs with Juju. There's not a pick here that stands out to me as a bad pick, but there weren't that many like, wow, you just nailed that pick here. I'm going to go with my sleeper is Maryland safety Antoine Brooks in the sixth round. I think he contribute a decent amount as a rookie. I'm going to go B minus. They just didn't have a lot of picks, and they weren't really that high of picks either, so that kind of drives oh, Yeah, my grade was a B. Let's draft more if I said it or not. All right. AFC South. FC South, starting with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm a big fan of this draft. They traded their first-round pick for DeForest Buckner and still picked up a lot of players that can contribute. My favorite pick here is Wisconsin running back Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's got a lot of tread on those legs, but for those first few years, he's going to be in the league. He's going to be one of the best running backs in the league. I love his talent. I love the fit. There isn't a pick here that I hate. And my sleeper is going to be Julian Blackman, a safety out of Utah. Utah's produced some pretty good defensive backs over the last few years. Julian Blackman's coming off an ACL tear, but he has a ton of talent. I like taking a flyer on him in the third round. I'm going A-. minus. Pretty much the same there, Finn. Uh, I really like the Taylor pick, as you mentioned. Uh, getting Buckner for a first rounder, no-brainer in my opinion. Solid draft overall. I'll go A-. minus. Um. I actually didn't like this draft that much. I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. I mean, I think you guys knew he was one of my probably my favorite back in this class, um, just because he's a, such a stud running the ball. 
maybe some concerns receiving wise, but I think he'll be fine catching the ball too. I think he's going to be an upgrade over Marlon Mack there, especially running behind the offensive line. He's going to be fantastic. My favorite pick was Michael Pittman in the first round, or in the end of the beginning of the second round, almost like a, a near first round pick, kind of. Um, I think you've got first round talent here for sure. Michael Pittman is huge, doesn't drop the ball. He's a great route runner. I mean, he's that's a great, 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 great pick at 34. Um, but the rest of the draft, like trading up for a running back just never really does it for me, to be honest. And Pittman was a great pick, but after that, really nobody that I look at, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, that's going to be a good player. You know, you get Jacob Eason, who has good arm talent, but he's got some significant questions. I don't know. I actually gave his draft to see after Pittman. Yeah, Oof. I didn't like this draft. I mean, you trade up for a running back, get a good wide receiver, but I don't know if that's going to move the needle on this team. All right, fair enough. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have almost purged their entire roster of every semblance of talent there. What do they do to rebuild here? I think they did a pretty good job here. My favorite pick was Colorado wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. in the second round. He's that versatile chess piece that you can put at running back, wide receiver, maybe even wildcat quarterback. I think he makes the Jaguars more fun, and I think they needed weapons like him. I liked both their first-round picks, C.J. Henderson, corner out of Florida, and LSU edge rusher, Kaylevon Chason. I have no problems with either of those. The only pick I was a little bit iffy on was Ohio State D-tackle, Davon Hamilton in the third round. He's more of a run-stuffer than a pass rusher. I don't know how valuable a run-stuffing D-tackle in the third round is. It's not a horrible pick, though. And I'm going to go with my sleeper being Auburn safety Daniel Thomas, picked in the fifth round. He's undersized, that's why he's fell that far, but he's a team captain and a two-year starter. I think it's a solid pick in the fifth round. He might contribute as a rookie. A minus. Um, yeah, I agree with most of what Finn said here. I like this draft a lot. Um, I, not My favorite pick was the same as Finn's. LaVisca Chanel is a absolute stud after the catch. I mean, he's... He was easily a first-round talent without those injury concerns, and if this draft class wasn't packed to the rafters with wide receivers. Um, my sleeper was Josiah Scott out of Michigan State. Guy was He's tenacious, good coverage skills, good ball skills. He's going to be a great slot corner. Um, I think he can start right away at slot corner. Ben Barch, tackle him, St. John's. They had a great fourth round here. Yeah, I think this is a great draft. You get a lot of starters. Hopefully, Chasen can develop, and Henderson. I, if those two guys pan out, this could be a cornerstone draft for their team for a lot for a long time. Yeah, Colin, you just hit that one. I was just about to say the same thing. Uh, Henderson and Chason could be a very dynamic duo uh, for a long time to come. Uh, Lavisca Chanel also a great pick in the second round. Uh, I don't know about the Jake Lutton pick after basically backing Gardner Minshew. However. Maybe he's the next Gardner Minshew, so who knows? Uh, we'll go B plus for Jags. All right, right. moving on. Sorry, I don't know. I keep. Oh, yes. nice. That's and I good. gave the Dolphins a B plus. Oh, sorry, <laughs> just had to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to 
the most confusing man in the NFL, Bill O'Brien's Texans. What will they do to rebuild their roster without DeAndre Hopkins? They actually take a decent player at the beginning of the second round here. Ross Blacklock out of TCU, defensive tackle. I think it was a need. I think it's a pretty good fit. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, There's no picks here that stand out to me as bad, but they only made five, and all of them were second round or later, so there's not really much opportunity for me to bash here. And then my sleeper, I'm going to go with Rhode Island wide receiver Isaiah Coulter. Tall target, very raw, and he's pretty quick. He's going to take a little bit of time to develop, but I think he might be a receiver option for the Texans in a couple of years. I'm going to go C+. It's yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's not a lot of. Pace. I would see. I mean, Blacklock's okay, but if you only have one pick in the top forty, you want that guy to be an immediate impact guy. I don't think that that's going to be Blacklock. He's not very technically proficient. Um, he's very, very incredibly athletic guy. He's got great explosiveness, but I mean, he's going to definitely need to take some time to develop some sort of pass rush arsenal. Um, and Jonathan Greenard was huge reach there was something that like maybe the lions were supposed to be tarrying for that pick and i don't there's something weird with that where they apparently the lions were supposed to be taking there and they backed out and then houston and bill o'brien were mad about it but thank god the lions didn't take him because i don't think it's a very good <laughs> pick not very athletic if you're gonna take an edge rusher to project to the nfl he's got to be an athlete and Jonathan Greenard is not an athlete, unfortunately. He was good against some of the lesser teams in the SEC, but you didn't really see him that much when they played better competition. I gave a strap to see. Yep. Pretty much summer has already been said. Uh, Bill Bryan's an idiot. idiot. See. Uh, Moving on uh, to the Titans. Uh, Titans scooped up uh, Christian Fulton like the pick but same as the texans didn't blow me away i went with a b minus i like this draft quite a bit actually i maybe would have gone josh jones over isaiah wilson i know i sound like a broken record i keep talking about josh jones but i love josh jones but isaiah wilson the value is pretty decent there i love the christian fulton pick in the second round national champion He's stood in the line of fire after Derek Stingley became one of the best corners in all of college football last year. He got targeted quite a bit and held up decently well. I think that's a great pick for the Titans. No picks here that stand out to me as being bad. Sleeper here, maybe a Derek Henry light with Appalachian State running back Darrington Evans. He was highly productive at Appalachian State, which has produced some decent players into the NFL. I think that he is going to be a pretty solid compliment to Henry and be able to spell him once, you know, Derrick Henry gets over the 30 carries a game mark as the Titans seem to like to do. I'm going to end up going with a B plus here. And uh, I got to shout out uh, dreadlocked Hawaii flow master quarterback, Cole McDonald in the seventh round. Got to shout out Cole McDonald. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did not like this draft very much. I gave it a C. Um, Christian Fulton is a great pick, and I do like Christian Fulton a lot, but I didn't like really any picks besides them. Um, Fulton was fantastic at LSU, great coverage guy. I mean, he's like a little small, but getting him at 61 is a complete steal. He's going to be fantastic. 
I did not like the Isaiah Wilson pick because I he's got questionable athleticism. He's really big, but he also plays really high, and he has trouble against some of those more athletic edge rushers. I don't know how well he projects to tackle. I think he may be more of a guard in the NFL, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but not maybe a first-round guy may is in my opinion you see when he guys he when he went against guys like Julian Aquara like he kind of got bullied which you don't want if you're Isaiah Wilson you got 120 pounds on Julian Aquara and you're letting him bull rush you into the backfield um yeah I didn't really like any of the other picks particularly Darren Evans is okay he's got some speed but he didn't break a ton of tackles he's a little undersized maybe so I mean he's not maybe for a third rounder he's not terrible, but yeah, I did not like this draft very much. I'm gonna give it a C. All right, fair enough there. Yeah, Broncos. AFC West. Trio rapid fire. I, the West. Rapid fire. Jerry Judy. Yep, great pick. The Broncos men are gonna be like they're trying to air it out on the Chiefs this year. I'm excited to watch those games. Yeah, everything's going to hinge on Drew Locke here and his development going into year two. Jerry Judy at 15 is highway yeah. robbery. I can't believe he fell that far. I just can't believe he fell that far. That's an unbelievable pick. A-plus for just that pick right there. I don't really get grabbing K.J. Hamler as their next pick. He's a good player. He's going to contribute in that offense. Like you said, they're trying to build in the arms race with the Chiefs for all those wide receivers. I don't know how I feel about going back-to-back receiver there, but Hamler is a good player. Um, Michael Ojemudia in the third round was a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. He was more of a day-three prospect. Fills a need a little bit, but I'm not sure if that was the way to go. And the sleeper pick here is sixth-round guard from Fresno State in the Tani Muti. All of the talent in the world fell because of injury concerns. He could be a pretty good starter if he just stays healthy. I'm going to go with a... B plus. Right. Yeah, I gave the draft an A. I love getting Judy and Hamler. Judy, Hamler, Sutton, Noah Font. Um, you get Albert from Missouri. I'm not going to say his last name. I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> Albert. Give it a shot, Colin. Give it a shot, Colin. Abu-Rug-Bunum. Albert Akwagbunah. I think from Missouri, uh, athletic guy. Judy's going to be a stud. Dude, Judy and Sutton, and then throwing Hamler in there too is going to be. You got like their offense is so ridiculously overpowered right now. If Drew Locke can be good, which I think he can be, he played well last year. That offense is going to be fun to watch. And then Finn with you on uh, Muti out of Fresno State, great pick in the sixth round. I actually, yeah, I gave this draft. Uh, I gave this draft an A. Jerry Judy, great pick. Lloyd Cushingberry, great name, great pick. Same with Albert Alberto. Uh, his name sounds like the the song from The Lion King that goes no, that one. Uh, so yep. I'll go with that. Uh, solid drafts all around. Drew Locke has to be a very happy man. I'll go with an A. Fair enough. And now on to one of my least favorite draft classes of the year. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. And this all hinge, this entire draft class, no matter what the other five players do, it hinges around what does Justin Herbert do? 
I'm not a Herbert guy at all. I think he's a big reach at six. I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I hope he proves me wrong, but I'm just not so sure about him. I did like trading back up for Kenneth Murray. I I don't know if trading back up with so few picks was a good idea, but if you're going to do it, you're going to get a high-impact player like Kenneth Murray. He was the guy I wanted the Patriots to draft in the first round. I think that's a solid pick. And my sleeper, I'm going to go with Notre Dame safety, Alohi Gilman. A lot of the times when these Notre Dame – because I watch every Notre Dame game every year. A lot of the times when some players get NFL draft buzz, I'm like, really? I, I don't see it. Alohi Gilman flew all over the field. He was one of the best players I've seen in the last few years coming out of Notre Dame. I think it's a good pick in the sixth round. Yeah, I also did not like this draft class very much. It was C for me. I gave it a C. Yes, I agree with you there, Fantasy. Um, Herbert, I don't like him that high. He could he could work out. He's got a ton of arm talent, but some issues with some big games kind of disappearing. Didn't really improve that much after his sophomore year. We'll see. Uh, and Kenneth Murray is a good player, but he's not Patrick Queen. He's not going to be like an elite coverage linebacker, so maybe a little bit early to take kind of like a thumper. I love K.J. Hill in the seventh. Um, great route runner, technically proficient guy out of Ohio State. He was fantastic, tore up the Big Ten. So that was a good pick, but it's not going to save your draft when I don't think you did very well in the earlier round. So, yeah, see. Yeah, when you don't do exceptionally well on day one and you trade away all your day two picks, it's hard to give a good grade. Uh, so we're going to see as well. Fair enough. Um, Moving on to the Super Bowl champion. champion Chiefs. Wow. We're in sync there. Team, great team chemistry. In sync. Love it. I'm going to go with my favorite pick here, Mississippi State linebacker Willie Gay Jr. in the yeah. second round. All the talent in the world fell because of character concerns. I think he works it out, is going to fill a massive need in the middle of that Chiefs defense. No pick here that stood out to me being that bad. And my sleeper is going to be TCU tackle Lucas Niang. Eric Fisher might leave in free agency next year. Lucas Niang may end up replacing him. And as I have said before on the show, I have seen this man in person, played against him sophomore year of high school. It was Connecticut high school football, granted, but good Lord. Just good Lord. I'm not, yeah, that's all I got on that. I'm going to go with B+. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't like this draft very much. I just don't. Willie Gay, I agree, Finn. That was my favorite pick for them. He's a unbelievable athlete. It's going to be fantastic if he can work out those character concerns. But didn't like the running back. Never really like a running back first round. And especially not the running back that I think was not one of my top four or five running backs. I don't know. I would really? I would rather have Dobbins, Swift, um, Taylor, and definitely Zach Moss. At least those four. Um, but yeah, I... I understand taking him there because he's going to catch passes. He's going to fit well in that offense. But I just – I don't know. I'm not a fan of taking a running back that high. Like, you could – like, the Chiefs a couple years ago got Kareem Hunt, man, in the third round. Like, he, he I think he's a significantly better player than CEH here. But, yeah, I'm going to go see in this draft. Willie Gay is a fantastic pick. I'm – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be a decent player for them, but – I don't know if he's going to move the needle on that team very much. Yeah, the Lucas Niang pick, awesome. 
Uh, Edwards Alaire, did you reach? Yes. Will he fit? Probably. So it's fine. Uh, I'll go B. Just to tap myself back in here about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I understand that it may have been a reach in the first round, but I think there is no better running back to team fit out of any possible prospect and any possible team in this draft. That's why I think you do it there. I don't think he makes it to their second pick. I, I don't mind that pick at all. Where did my Raiders pick go? What happened? Oh, there it is. My Raiders pick was just off of my screen. I accidentally deleted it. And we're moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders here. Um, they had a lot of picks. They did some strange things with some of them. I'm going to go with my favorite being their last pick in the draft. That should tell you something. They had seven of these. Um, it's Amik Robertson, cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. Incredible talent. Fell because of size concerns. When you have that much talent, I think he's going to work out. I like that pick there. Uh, least favorite pick, Damon Arnett in the first round. It's just a really odd pick. He's a guy that could have been obtained on day two for sure. Spending a mid-first round pick on him is strange. And I'll also mention here, I like Lynn Bowden and Brian Edwards, but taking receivers with back-to-back picks in the third round when you already took a receiver in the first round with all of those other needs is just a really odd choice. And uh, my sleeper is going to be the aforementioned Lynn Bowden Jr. Started as a wide receiver at Kentucky, played quarterback his senior year because it filled the need there. They didn't have anybody else to play. He's going to move back to receiver for the NFL. He's versatile, and I think it's a pretty good pick. But it's just weird. Um, C minus. Yeah, I gave his draft a B. Could have been a little lower. Probably a B minus. Ruggs is a great pick. Love Ruggs. Uh, I like Brian Edwards. He's a nice sleeper. Finn already mentioned Damon Arnett reach and i think they could have not really a limboden guy got a great story uh he's versatile but he's also a lot of time you got to find the the balance between versatility and tweener i don't know where he's going to play in the league and i don't know where he'll be successful in the league between probably running back and wide receiver he might be a guy that they try and scheme you have to try and scheme touches he's not going to you have to try. You might have to try and force some touches to him. I don't know if he's going to be a guy that's naturally going to be on the field. I don't know. I'm. I think they could have gone with some other guys there. Yeah, B minus. Yeah, the Raiders did it again. Uh, they're impossible to predict. They're uh, they're throwing darts in the wind. You have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, people bashed the Rugs pick a little bit. Was he the most talented on the board? Maybe not. Uh, but I think it's still a solid pick overall. But. The Raiders, I guess it works they move to Las Vegas, but this was a high roller draft. This was put it all on black and let it go. Uh, this could hit and they look like a genius, or this could backfire uh, really, really badly. So for that, I gave them actually one of the lowest of my ratings with a C-. minus. All right, we are finally moving into the NFC here, going into the NFC East, starting with the Dallas Cowboys, one of my favorite drafts. Wide receiver really wasn't a need for them, but when the player of CeeDee Lamb's capability falls to you in the first round, you take him 10 times out of 10. That's a great pick. Uh, The only pick I didn't love was Reggie Robinson in the fourth round, but it's a fourth-round corner that has some upside. It's really not that bad of a pick at all. And my sleeper is going to be fourth-rounder Tyler Biotish at center. He's going to replace Travis Fedrick, and I think be pretty good at it. A. I agree with pretty much everything Finn said. CeeDee Lamb is going to be an absolute stud. One of the best wide receivers I think I've seen come out of college in the last five or so years. Um, 
think this division had one of the best overall drafts of any division. A lot of talent came through here. Um, the talent, the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to be fantastic this year. Tyler Biotish, he's a really good offensive lineman falling to the fourth round. It's great. Gets a great get there. And then Trayvon Diggs in the second round. He wasn't for everyone, but the Dallas Cowboys play a lot of press. He's a great press corner. I think there couldn't be a better fit. You're going to get a starter out of him. So I like this draft a lot. Give him an A. Yeah, I hate this draft um, just because I'm a Giants fan. Uh, Jerry Jones do every draft remote from his yacht if he's going to do this well. Uh, usually he gets in his own way and makes some head scratching picks, but he knocked it out of the park. Hey. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles here. They wanted a receiver. And you got a receiver, but they did some weird, weird things in this draft. I'm going to go with my favorite pick being a fourth-round tackle-slash-guard, Jack Driscoll. I think that he is a guy that can fill a need when Jason Peters leaves. Maybe not starting at left tackle, but starting at guard and eventually sliding over to tackle. At a minimum, he's going to fill the Hal Vitae swing offensive lineman role. Not bad at all. I'm going to leave the Jalen Hurts pick to you guys here in a second. Uh, my least favorite pick was Jalen Rieger in the first round as a wide receiver. You need a receiver. I just think they chose the wrong one. I think there were a lot of other better options. Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, Justin Jefferson. I think all three of those would have been better picks. Rieger's a bit of a head-scratcher there. But I do like some of the flyers they took in later rounds. Uh, a couple sleepers for you here. We have John Hightower out of Boise State and Kez Watkins out of Southern Mississippi. Two receivers that are fast. And big, not bad at all there. And I also like Prince Tegawanago in the sixth round, Auburn tackle. But the Hertz pick and the Riegers pick push it down to a C minus for me. Wow. Pretty much the same as Ben. Um, but I like the Hertz pick. Um, Carson Wentz is made of glass, and this will either A, motivate him to get bigger, faster, stronger in the offseason and keep his job, or B, maybe. Carson Wentz is disposable. You play Jalen Hurts, you play a faster style of football, and he's just a purebred winner. Uh, but other than that, the Rieger is a little bit weird. Um, so I'll go B minus. Okay. Um, you guys are way lower on this draft than I am. I thought this was a fantastic draft. Um, I love Jalen Rager. I love him. He's one of my favorite receivers in this draft. Not only is he a freaking speedster, He's great after the catch. He's got great hands. I think he is going to immediately, immediately add some significant life into that receiving core. He's, I, he, I, he does everything well. I mean, I, I love Jalen Rager. Love him, love him, love him. And it took me a while to think about this Jalen Hurts pick. Loved it, too. I really couldn't decide between Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager what was my favorite pick for them. But... The way I look at it here is Carson Wentz clearly has not been the same as he was coming out that first year. Injuries, supporting cast have been issues for sure. But you grab Jalen Hurts, right, at a position that is the most important position in football, hands down. Absolutely the most important position in football. I think you grab a really good player who – I mean, his numbers, dude, his statistics, his college performances were right up. They were right up there with with um, 
with guys like Joe Burrow, guys like Baker Mayfield. Like he was a stud in college. He was in the Big 12, but he threw the ball all over the field. He ran the ball over the field. I believe that I read that the Eagles saw the Raven, they saw the Raven success with Lamar Jackson, and that drove that was a big driver for them to make this pick. The way I think is that here, you grab Jalen Hurts and you already have Carson Wentz on the roster. Not only do you have a really high quality backup and a guy that can come in and play some play a role, maybe in the red zone, read option kind of offense, but then you also grab a guy, you kind of you the quarterback position is all about dart throws, man. You gotta keep throwing darts and it's not like you're if you haven't you don't have to like either be going for quarterback full or not be going at all. Right? If you have a guy like Carson Wentz who's maybe been league average and he has a shot to be a top six quarterback, but maybe not a huge shot, then you grab a guy like Jalen Hurts who is just another dart throw. You want to keep throwing darts until you get that elite guy and improve at that position because it's so important. Actually, I the PFF did a great article that I would highly recommend. Shout out PFF, shout out Finn for his congratulate Finn on uh, future employment. Um, yeah, no, but they did a fantastic article on this that I would recommend, highly recommend to everyone. Uh, real quick, cause I've spent way too much time on this already. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love Kevon Wallace. Um, great. Going to be a great slot corner. He was fantastic at Clemson. These nickel corners, I think a lot of times you can get them in the, him, like guys like Josiah Scott, like you can get these guys late who were great for great teams. And I think that's a, this is an A draft for me. Moving on, um, away from apparently Eagles fan Colin Finn never knew, but uh, moving on, <laughs> moving on on the Giants. Um, Sean time, yep, it's showtime. Uh, Dave G, besides putting on a mask for some reason during the first round, um, great draft. Uh, that was a really bad look. Um, as soon as the camera pans on, you're just putting on your mask, about to go somewhere. We're supposed to be sheltering, but anyway, uh, Finn was the Andrew Thomas hype man last week. I love it. Uh, you just pick the tackle you're most confident in. Thomas is a really, really solid dude out of Georgia. And I think they knocked it out of the park uh, the rest of the way. Uh, getting Xavier McKinney at 36. You've got your new safety, a playmaker from Alabama, huge impact. And I mentioned this in our mock draft. I really wanted the Giants to go a couple defensive players, whether it be a linebacker or a corner or safety type player. And then Lyman, Lyman, Lyman. And I think they really did a nice job picking up two guys with a high ceiling in Matt Pearl and Shane Lemieux. Uh, I don't know if he's French, but I just like pronouncing it Lemieux. Uh, out of Oregon. Uh, he's my sleeper pick. Uh, dude's got flow and he's a beefcake. He's going to lay some nice blocks uh, for the Giants in years to come. But nice job, Dave Gowen. I can't believe I'm congratulating you doing something, but nice job. Yeah. This draft or college oh, you can go to it's all good i think we are gonna say the same things the only thing preventing this from being the best draft class is the superhuman ravens draft class that just shouldn't have been able to happen this is an easy yeah. a like like sean said i was the andrew thomas hype man last week is my number one tackle i think he is the number one tackle great pick at four Xavier McKinney is highway robbery in the second round. Matt Part is a guy that can start at right tackle day one. Maybe they move Nate Solder over there, kick Part into guard. 
Anyway, those first three picks are phenomenal. So is Darnay Holmes in the fourth. So is Lemieux in the fifth. Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin after that. This is just an unbelievable draft by Dave yeah. Gettleman. And the Giants fans have a lot to be excited about. Easy A for me. My second favorite draft class. I mean, you guys covered it all. I love Darnay Holmes. Great little corner. Um, could definitely contribute. But, like, you guys already said it all. I mean, getting a first-round guy, McKinney, in the second round, Andrew Thomas, the whole draft was fantastic. That's all I got. On the Redskins, uh, my favorite pick, uh, if you look at my sheet, I characterize people. I went name and position. Position for Chase Young, I just put beast. Uh, the, Giants, <laughs> the Giants needed to draft three linemen uh, just because the Redskins drafted Chase Young. Uh, he's a scary dude. Uh, good job not trading back or trying to do something crazy. Uh, pick I didn't like. I don't like Antonio uh, Gandy-Golden. Uh, really? He's not high in the pick. Oh, yeah. I love Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah. Oh, all right, let's hear. Uh, that's the wrong. You got the wrong Antonio in there. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll cut it off. We'll cut it off. Keep going. <laughs> um, well, I don't like Antonio uh, Gandy Golden. I just don't think his talent projects the next level. Uh, Finn doesn't like Antonio Gibson, so I guess we'll hear about him. But uh, overall, for the Redskins, I'm going to go B. James Young's a really good player, but uh, the rest of the draft is just yeah. Yeah, I I mean, great job not screwing it up and taking Chase Young at the beginning. I am much more of a Gandy Golden guy than a Gibson. They drafted two. I mean, they list them both as wide receivers. My problem with Antonio Gibson is I don't know what position he's going to play. He's a tweener between a running back and a wide receiver, which is which are weird positions to be in between for the NFL. He's going to return kicks. I just don't know if the value is there in the third round. I think Gandy Golden at the end of the fourth round is an unbelievable pick. He was a guy that was getting first-round buzz in the season, ended up getting pushed down with a couple of injury concerns and level of competition because he played kind of out of Liberty. But he's a tall, fast target who dominated at Liberty. He solves Rubik's Cubes. Um, he, okay, he juggles. He's just a cool guy. I'm yeah. going with the B. He juggles? Yeah, Colin, okay, Colin yeah, saw that same that. segment that I saw. That's so... Cool. Yes, dude. This Go was ahead. like the this was the point. Okay, the Gandy Golden stuff. This was like there were like three or four picks in a row. Where they just had electric stuff for every guy uh, about like how Antonio Gandy Golden something about how he was like Billy Madison at recess. That was his player comp <laughs> was Billy Madison at recess. But yeah, Antonio <laughs> Gandy Golden, love him. Um, he's big. He's he's fast. He was unbelievably productive. Chase Young, not really much to say. One of the best edge prospects that we've seen. In the last ten years, I like this draft a lot. Um, maybe not. Yeah, I'm I'm within not as much of an Antonio Gibson guy, but I give draft to B plus. All right, I don't see more. I didn't know there was a fan club for Antonio Gandy Golden, but uh, I may be converted. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the the segment won me over, but yeah, continue. Yeah, the segment. Know, his personality uh, is a big is a big part of me loving him, but yeah. There was also, right after Gandy Golden, there was a segment about uh, Ben Bredesen out of uh, Wisconsin and how his mom did national dog shows. So there's, what? yeah, dude, that those like, three picks in a row were, <laughs> were fantastic. But yeah, NFC North, um, Bear, we'll talk. We'll start with Bears. Uh, B, it's okay. Um, I liked Jalen Johnson a lot. Um, he's going to be a great little corner. 
a little small, but as a zone corner, can't really do much better. Um, out of Utah, great. He was fantastic there. Got good ball skills. Um, I'm not really a, that big of like a Cole Komet. He was probably the best tight end in this class, but like, he's not like a Kittle or anything like that. He's going to be a it's going to be an okay possession guy, you know, maybe decent blocker. Nothing terrible, nothing great. Um, Travis Gibson was a sleeper for me. Uh, edge rush out of Tulsa. Again, your Tulsa competition may not be the greatest, but he was on very, very productive there. But I think he might be able to develop into something good for the Bears. Yeah, I gave him a B. Spot on, Colin. I really don't have any further commentary on the Bears. I'm a little bit higher on the uh, Cole Komet pick, but I'm still going to be minus uh, Bears going to Bears. Um, I'm not a big fan of this draft class. Jalen Johnson's the only thing saving it from getting a really bad grade. Um, I like Cole Komet a lot. It's just that the Bears just keep trying to draft tight ends early in the draft. When they have so many other needs, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Uh, they have 10 tight ends on their roster now. I don't know if they're trying to build some sort of tight end Death Star or what their plan is over there. Matt Nagy looked like he was preparing for the apocalypse by putting every single scouting sheet up as wallpaper in his draft room. He looked like a psycho. That I don't know what was going on there. Uh, I'm going to go with my sleeper being fifth-round pick Kendall Vilder, cornerback out of Georgia Southern. He's a ball hawk. They have issues in the secondary. Why not? But yeah, I'm going to see. Jalen Johnson saved this class. All right, baby. Get to the Lions. Here you go, Colin. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I had a range of emotions during this draft. Because the Lions didn't trade down, which I was sad about. Because, But, I mean, there's nothing really can, you can do if nobody wants to trade up. Um, take a CUDA. Emotions go back up. Liked it. Take Swift. Toilet. Did not like it. Least favorite pick was DeAndre Swift in this draft. Um, like He's good. He's a good player. I mean, he's catching the ball well. I'm hopeful for DeAndre Swift. You know, I went and watched his highlights, got a little got a little happier, you know. Got to see some of his dead-leg juke moves that just get me going a little bit, you know. I just you have so many holes on this team. You just like, – you just – drafted carry on you got other running backs i i don't know i really just didn't the value wasn't there for me um but then they turn it back around you get jonah jackson and julian acquire in the third round i love 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 both of those players um jonah jackson's gonna start i think day one at guard he was a fantastic pass protector in college um Love that pick. Uh, TJ Lang on Twitter also loved that pick, which made me happy. Um, yeah, and I Julian Aquara, man. That is my favorite pick of this draft for the Lions. And you get a first-round talent at edge rusher in the third round. Guy is an athletic freak. He was fantastic in college. If you go onto YouTube there are and you go to Julian Aquara's highlights, you can see him absolutely bulldozing Makai Becton and uh, Wilson from Georgia. Just he's like 239 pounds in college, 235 pounds, 
and he is straight arm bull rushing to 350 plus pound offensive lineman into the quarterback's face. I couldn't love Julian Aquara any more than I do. Very, very happy with that pick. Um, I also do like Logan Stenberg out of Kentucky. Uh, you, they needed some offensive interior offensive linemen. Don't like him as much as Jackson, but he was a mauler in college. He did not allow, uh, I believe, he allowed like one pressure his entire senior year at Kentucky. He's going to need some technical refinement, but I don't mind the pick in the fourth round. And one more little tidbit. Jonah Jackson, I think he's the best pass-protecting guard in this class. He allowed, I believe, no. he didn't allow a single one-on-one pressure in his college career, I believe. Um, he allowed, or didn't allow a single sack, sorry. On 450 pass-blocking snaps last season, he allowed 10 pressures, and none came in a one-on-one pass-pushing situation. So the guy is a great pass-protector. Like the Giants, Lions draft a lot. It's kind of A minus B plus territory for me, only because I'm not a swift guy that early. I like Swift, and I like most of the points he said, so I'm a little higher. I'll go A minus. Yeah, I'm with Sean. I'm going to go A minus. I actually did like the DeAndre Swift pick quite a lot. I know that you drafted Carry on a couple of years ago, but in the NFL, you can use multiple running backs and behind Swift, like Ty Johnson and Bo Scarborough going to do it. Um, not really sure about all that. Jason Huntley in the fifth round out of New Mexico State. I've just – there really weren't any picks to nitpick about this draft class, and I just have no idea who that guy is. Yeah. So that's why I just threw He's him on there. He's got some electric highlights, uh, but we'll see. He's a, he's okay, a, all right, we'll, we'll take he's a He's like a kick returner kind of guy. Ty Johnson, I think, is on the roster bubble. All right. Yeah. And then uh, I like Quintus Cephas a lot. He's not the flashiest receiver in the world, but he's reliable. I think in the fifth round, he could contribute decently well. Yeah, A-. All right, real quick, I got one more quick quip. The, part of the reason the, the running back didn't help me out is just because the Lions' history at drafting running back. Basically, in my football, the years I've been able to pay attention to football, so like when I was like six or seven onward, we've drafted five running backs in the second round or higher. Carrion Johnson, Amir Abdullah, Mikel Lashur, Javid Best, and Kevin Jones. So we've put some, we've put some hey. draft capital here. It hasn't worked out. Swift hopefully will be the best of the bunch. It really wouldn't take that much, so I'm I'm still hopeful for DeAndre Swift. Hey, Colin, I've got Javid Best, if he didn't get hurt, would have been would've a been stud. Good. Shout out Javid Best. It was, was fun to watch in that flag oh, yeah. football league that came on later. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, for speaking of random lines, running backs, Colin, I've got a Kevin Smith fathead tradable uh, right in front of me. Uh, what can you tell me about him? He was actually like uh, one of our better running backs for a while. It wasn't saying that much, but it, he's definitely better than Kevin Jones. So he's got that going for him. Better Kevin. All right, Packers, terrible draft, and I love it. They had a this was my lowest draft grade of any team. Um, Jordan Love, I don't. Really, like he's got a ton of talent, and you want to love him, but the problem is that like he really has a lot of issues. And then you draft a running back in the second round, who I don't think is very good. I mean, he's he's okay, it's not bad, but like I think you drafted. There were people like AJ, like AJ Dillon, like Derek Henry. No, no, it's like an off-brand Brandon Jacobs. 
And then nothing else in this draft saved it. I gave it a D. Yikes. Don't be hating on my man Brandon Jacobs like that. Um, but, yeah, uh, weird, weird draft for the Packers. You're in win-now mode, and they picked Jordan Love, as I mentioned. Uh, Shout-out Big Cat. I think he talked this one into existence when he asked him on the interview the day before what happens if he gets picked um, probably where he has to sit. Uh, yeah, don't get that move on. Don't get the Dylan move. And unless they're trying to drive Aaron Rodgers out of town for some reason, this didn't make any sense at all. I go D. We're all on the same page here. I, it's hard to look at a draft class and be like, did you improve your team? Taking Jordan Love in the first round, I mean, I guess I understand if you're looking to do the Rodgers thing, but Rodgers has more time left than I guess the Packers are thinking. Maybe the injuries are more serious than we know. And then you follow that up by, again, not taking a wide receiver. Those wide receiver corps desperately need some fresh faces. A.J. Dillon in the second round to be a third-string running back behind Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I don't get that. Josiah DeGuara is a massive reach in the third round. The only pick here that I kind of like was Kamal Martin in the fifth. But, again, like, is that guy going to really transform much of your defense at all? I'm not going to give this an F because, again, we don't know if these guys are going to work out or not. But this is a D, maybe even a D minus. Like, yeah. I do not understand what Brian Gutekunst and Matt There was a right report away. that came out after that LaFour was, like, taking Jordan Love to stick it to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is being, like, a like an a-hole. Oh, my because, God. Like, yeah, Aaron so Rodgers like, was, like, like hoity-toity. So Matt, Matt LaFleur was like, all right, yeah, you want to be want to be like that, Aaron Rodgers? I'll take Jordan Love in the first round. <laughs> not, not exactly what you want to do. Um, all right, let's, let's blaze through the rest of these. Recap a little betting. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Um, this was my sleeper third favorite draft class out of all the eh, – maybe my fourth. Maybe the Browns at number three. This would be my number four. Um, Justin Jefferson in the first round fills a need. Great player. Jeff Gladney also fills a need. Great player in the first round there. I think Ezra Cleveland was a great pick. A great value there. I like DJ Wanham. I like James Lynch. I like Troy Dye. I'm just throwing out a bunch of names to people here. Kenny Willicka's defensive end out of Michigan State in the seventh was a steal. Nate Stanley is a backup quarterback. They made about 10,000 picks. I'm going yeah. with an A. I like this draft. I give this draft an A minus. I'm not as high on Gladney as Finn, but I do like – I love Justin Jefferson. Uh, I love Troy Dye. I love uh, Kenny Willekes, Michigan State guy, you know, bleed the green and white. But, yeah, I thought this was a great draft. and I, um, So they, they, they filled some holes in their roster. Can't hate it. Give it an A minus. I'll go A- minus as well. You guys hit the points. I like Justin Jefferson. If a guy's from Michigan State, he's just automatically yep. really good, according to Colin. So we'll roll with it. Uh, last two divisions here, the South and the West. Do you want to just go rapid fire? Uh, Box, fire. Get, uh, they had, I had a game an A. A- minus, only hold bet held back. I would have rather seen Zach Moss over Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn, but Winfield Jr. and Worfs were money picks in the first Tyler Johnson, I think, is a money pick, yeah. too. Tyler Johnson's a fantastic. He was my, he was my sleeper. Yep. A-, minus, you got the pieces you need to build around Brady. And yeah. Um, yeah, Tyler Johnson's going to be unfair to throw into that offense, man. He's a perfect receiver for Brady. Um, Falcons, I literally didn't have a favorite pick or a sleeper or a least favorite pick. So and I gave him a C because <laughs> their draft was just 
so much. <laughs> yeah, I went C plus. I I did fill in, but I agree with the count. None of them were like, wow, this is really good, really bad. Um, I like Marlon Davidson in the second. AJ Terrell is a little bit of a reach in the first. It was okay. C plus. Yeah. I like AJ Terrell, but yeah, it's a reach. Colin expressed it well when he went play. Yeah. That's what this draft was. It's a yeah. C. Panthers? On the yeah. Panthers. I gave him a B. Uh, I gave him a B as well. I like Jeremy Chin. And hey, they got Kenny Robinson. So go XFL. I'm going to A minus. This is the first time ever that an entire draft class with seven or more picks is made up of entirely defensive players. <laughs> I think they needed a lot on the defensive side of the ball. Derek Brown, Yitor Grossmatos, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride Jr. At all levels of the defense right there, with the exception of linebacker. Those are great picks. Uh, my sleeper was also Kenny Robinson from the XFL. Um, a minus for me. Yeah. No, I I mean, Derek Brown I like. I don't know about seven. I think that you could have – I think I like Javon Kinlaw better. Give but- that draft class is an A if they pick Simmons over Brown. Yeah, so. I don't like Ghost Matos. He wasn't really dominant at Penn State. Like he, his technique is really not there. Love Troy Pride, great little player. Jeremy Chin could be a good player too. But yeah, I don't know. I, there's some good picks, some stuff to like. But I gave it a B. All right, let's go to the Saints. Um, I gave this class a B too. But I mean, you grab Zach Bond late. It's a great pick. Um, and I loved Adam Chapman too. Uh, get a grab a little tight end action from uh, my my school. I like Dayton a lot. Yeah, Dayton is your not school. my school, but you know it's just like one of, it's, it's, it's one of those schools I have a slight affinity for. Like I like seeing them do well, do good things. Okay, so we'll head to the list with Villanova, Michigan State. Dayton's just like a team where if I see them on, I'm like, oh, go Dayton, you know, go Flyers. It'll be topping. Um, I'm going to go with the B here. They only had four picks. One of them was a seventh rounder, but considering that, I think they did well. Uh, Cesar Ruiz is a good offensive lineman in the middle there. I like Zach Bond and Trotman in the third. Yeah, no no problem with this. I do feel bad for Dayton and the the college NCAA tournament got canceled this year because they were actually they they could have they were like a they were like a one seed right two seed one seed. They were they were going to be a one or a two seed. Yeah. And now it's nope. not happening. So sad. All right. Um, same thoughts on this draft class, basically. As you guys said, Cesar Ruiz is awesome. Uh, I don't understand the Tommy Stevens pick. They're trying to make a second Taysom Hill, which is creative, but you already have Taysom Hill. Uh, so cool. And they signed James Winston, so I just had to say it. I love it so much. Uh, moving on to the NFC West, we have the Arizona Cardinals. I did not expect Isaiah Simmons to be there at eight. That's a fantastic pick for them. Um, I'm going to go with the B plus. Wow, B plus. Interesting. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Josh Jones in the. Yeah, I know, dude. I gave this pick. A, I used to have to fat A, bro. I'll give it a B plus. Um, I love Josh Jones. Uh, the second round of the trade for Hopkins. Good, great job. Oh, if you're factoring in the Hopkins trade, this yeah. is an A. I, 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 I love yeah. Leaky Fotu as well. Um, he's going to be a good nose tackle in the league, I think. Um, maybe a little limited as a pass rusher, but he's going to stuff the run very well. I love Isaiah Simmons, and I love Josh Jones getting them. at. Well, I think you get two really good talents there. You immediately improve your team. 
yeah, I don't know. I like this draft a lot. All right, 49ers. Niners. 49ers. Uh, I think we all like yep. Kinlaw. Uh, very solid pick out of South Carolina. Explosive. Uh, my my least favorite pick was that they traded their second, third, and fourth rounders, and I like Brandon Ayuk. B plus. I'm going to roll with the B on this one here. Love Kinlaw in the first round. I don't know if they needed to move up for Ayuk, but he's such a good fit that I don't mind it. Um, the Trent Williams trade was solid, considering that Joe Staley retired out of nowhere. Um, not much else to tell home about. I'm going to go with the B. Um, yeah, I like a lot. I, I don't know. I like this draft more. I gave an A minus. I love Javon Kinlaw. I think Brandon Ayuk's a great player. Get him in the end of the first is very. He fits their offense very well. I love Juwan Jennings, my sleeper in the seventh. Um, he's going to make a little rack receiver for that offense. On to the Rams. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any opinion on the Rams draft. Um, I'm going to give it a C. I don't know. Cam Akers is a decent running back. I like Bryson Hopkins, but besides that, it's kind of an eh. I didn't like that. I'm going to go with a B. Um, the lack of a first-round pick hurts, but you do have Jalen Ramsey there. I think I'm a bit higher on Cam Akers than most people. I think he can be a franchise running back. Van Jefferson's a solid Brandon Cook's replacement, and I, was, I agree with Colin. I like the Bryson Hopkins pick in the fourth round. I'm going B. Finally, the last uh, – not the last team in the draft, but the last team in our sheet, uh, the Seahawks. Uh, I like Damian Lewis uh, – at the guard position, I think that's a good pick to protect Russell Wilson. My sleeper, Kobe Parkinson. Don't sleep on Kobe. Kobe, not Kobe. Like the cheese, Kobe yes. Jack. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was okay draft. I, like, and I was, I, it was, I, I didn't really like it that much. I give it a C. I think Jordan Brooks, I, like, like I just taking a linebacker in the first round, who's definitely more of a thumper. They're not really going to help you that much in pass protection. I don't know. I'm not that big of a fan of that, but I don't really like Daryl Taylor. Damian Lewis I do like a lot, but yeah, I give it a C. I'm going with the C-minus on this. Jordan Brooks was a reach in the first. Trading up for Daryl Taylor was a reach in the second. I agree with you guys. I like the Damian Lewis pick in the third. Um, Alton Robinson's my sleeper at a Syracuse in the fifth. I'm going to go with the C-minus, and like I said, my overall best team is the Ravens, and the worst is the Packers. I think we all have the Packers as the worst. I'm a little bit biased. I think the Giants is my top team. Yeah. Um, we can run through our results of our betting spreadsheet very quickly. Sean smacked me and Finn pretty badly. Um, yes, I believe Sean came in first with – so you basically when this, you started with $2,800. We put $100 on every bet. Sean ended up with – a little over $4,000, so congratulations, Sean. If you had bet 2800 on that draft, you would have made $1,200. Um, Finn? Which just shows you how, how bizarre it is because my my, my picks were all you, Your picks were all, all um, Not going to lie, they didn't make any sense, but I was very happy to see you there. I'm, I'm lifting in the middle of, I don't forget which round, in my basement, not paying attention to the draft, and I get a text from Colin that I'm smoking everyone. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, what? And he says the betting spreadsheet. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, am I? Do I not have any right? But it turns no, out. Oh yeah, Sean. Sean smacked a couple of good picks. Uh, that Andrew Thomas pick with some good odds was was big for Sean. Um, he so Andrew Thomas's odds to be the first lineman drafted uh, was plus fourteen hundred. So 
literally Sean made $1,400 just on that bet. Um, but yeah, Finn, I lost, I ended up with 2150 and you ended up with 2040. Um, I'm just looking at this right now. I, oh my God, I was just, yeah, dude, I, I did poorly as well. Missed and missed and missed. My only good, like, my only thing I was like, ah, is I, I did mock Hurst in the second. But, like, I don't know. I got the – getting the Tua situation wrong was really tough. That cost me a lot of money. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking at this, like. All right, so uh, that just proves that I'm an elite player. And if I were to press bet, I would definitely win. Yes, fair enough, fair enough. All right. So to so, round out today's show, we got two more segments, and I'm prioritizing over going off hours to my final. So we're going to go with Little Wheels and Bulletin Board Material. Anyone have a preference when we go first? I'm going with Bulletin Board Material first. I got a okay. couple here you guys can start off. Uh, I'll start off Bulletin Board Material. I sent this one as soon as I saw it in our group chat. Uh, Jerry Judy's tweets from 2013. <laughs> I'll pick a few. So, what if you could see what I can't even. These aren't even English. Half of them. What if you see Big Bird walk and ask you for five dollars so he could buy you a bag? What if Big Bird did a drive by? What if Big Bird was robbing an old lady? What if Big Bird and Barney slapboxed? What if Big Bird walk up to ask you where where Sesame Street at? No, but no, where it's where. Um, what if Cookie Monster? Oh, no, these are just all over the place again. What if you see Big Bird getting beat up by Cookie Monster or smashing Elmo? What if you see Big Bird something Elmo? Uh, yeah. I don't know what Jerry Judy was thinking on between August 6th and 7th in uh, 2013, but apparently he's a huge Sesame Street guy and thinks about them fighting and buying stuff. Um, all right, Sean. I like it. And those treats were, those treats were hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, I'm gonna go with a couple of my favorite quips from the draft for this the bulletin board material. So I already mentioned the Antonio Gandy Golden was player cop was Billy Madison at recess, and that Ben Bredesen's mom was a famous for doing national dog shows. But dad strength was one of my favorite parts of the draft, where DeAndre Swift's dad is just yoked and like doing like crazy push up jacks with like a bar and a lot of weight. It was kind of ridiculous. He's huge. A very physically imposing man. And then they told this really, really ridiculous story about Curtis Weaver where they were like, yeah, apparently one time Curtis Weaver like went up to his, like he was talking to his mom and he, she was like, he was like, mom, I have to tell you something. And then she didn't tell her for like half an hour. And then eventually said, mom, I'm Batman. I don't know. I don't know why they felt the need to share that story during the draft, but I was I was entertained. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that was my bulletin board material. That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't uh, hear that. That's it was all right in a row. It was right. It was Ben Bredesen, Antonio Gandy Golden, and Curtis Weaver. It was fantastic. That's incredible. All right, my first bulletin board material here is Bill Belichick. He was asked, can we get a 40 time on Nike the dog? He responded, he's fast. Not as fast as the rabbits that he's chasing, but he's fast. Also, a video surfaced from about two years ago where they interviewed him and his girlfriend with a puppy version of Nike. 
And in the interview, Bill hinted a minimum of three times that he would rather have the dog be named Jack. He's still not over it. Um, Another example here is Brown's new safety, Grant Delpit, who has had to deal with a lot of questions related to whether or not he can tackle. He responded to the reporter by saying, I'm so tired of hearing that I can't tackle. I might tackle you for asking that question. (laughs) And then my final bulletin board material here comes from DeAnthony Thomas, former Oregon running back, who tweeted very eloquently in all caps, DeAnthony Thomas. He just said his name in all caps and tweeted it out. That's all I got. Those are some pretty solid bulletin board materials, if you ask me. Uh, on to Little Weedles. Now, mine's like a little – it's a Little Weedle, but it's also – some of them are good. Uh, so I'll start off. My Little Weedles are the the – environments in which these coaches and GMs drafts. Uh, we'll start out the clear winner. Cliff Kingsbury looks like he's a bajillionaire uh, and this giant open concept glass house looking like a million bucks. Uh, Mike Vrabel had his sons were like dressing up for the different rounds. I think one of the sons was trying to be Joe exotic. Another one was trying to be like Frozone. I don't know what the other one was doing. Uh, a lot going on there. Jerry Jones in a super yacht. Like we talked about before, uh, Zach Taylor, uh, from the Bengals, head coach, looking like he's trying to be like a car, or like a rental car manager. Um, what else we got? Matt Nagy. This one scared me. Matt Nagy printed out every piece of scouting material he could find and used his wallpaper in his room. And then finally, just to round it out, uh, John Harbaugh, not Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, uh, apparently has a birdhouse collection. Uh, I respect it. Those are some very good choices. I agree fully with you that Matt Nagy's room is terrifying. My little wheel of the week is Roger Goodell. He, he did a good job, I, I think, overall with this draft, making it run seamlessly. But uh, we watched the destruction and deterioration of a man on live television. It was just unbelievable. The booing was kind of funny the first time, how they had all those people coming and booing. But like on the fourth time, it's like, dude, we get it. Please stop. I understand that they want to have like you know like the atmosphere of the fans at the draft, but the weird video board behind him and Goodell's interactions with those fans was just cringe central. My favorite, beyond a shadow of a doubt, was when the Vikings came on and he was just like unenthusiastically going skull, skull, and doing the hand movement thing. That was comedy gold. Uh, this was mentioned before by Sean, the virtual hug of Saints rookie Cesar Ruiz. <laughs> it's just so strange. He changed shirts in the first round. I don't know why. I don't know what occurred. And by far and away, the highlight of that whole thing was in the second and third round where he completely ran out of gas and had to sit down in his chair and sounded like a robot when he said, I'm moving over to my easy chair where I usually watch my NFL football. I'm much more comfortable over here. He just looked insanely uncomfortable the whole time. And, like, who says where I watch my NFL football? Like, I, that's just so weird. And then there's that other point where, again, he looks like he's about to collapse. And he says, as you can see, the M&Ms are getting lower in the jar. And he just keeps going. I feel like that chair was going to swallow him if they did the fourth round by the end of the night. It was just comedic gold. I hope he's recovered and gotten some sleep. But, uh, yeah, we watched a man deteriorate on national television. Yeah. 
I don't know if in Rodriguez again, like he's one of my little wheels too. He just it was, yeah, he's something, man. Skull. I don't understand how he butchered so many names, dude. Like so many, he couldn't say like any of them. It was shocking to me. It was shocking to me. I don't know. Also, why did Goodell still have those little like place cards? Like if he, like, they clearly weren't handing him the written cards, right? They had to like call or email in. Like, I yeah, know. I don't know. Also, I'm convinced he had a connect, an Xbox Connect in his background. Somebody has to back me up on that. I am convinced I saw a Connect back there, which is just a really weird thing to have. <laughs> this hey man, in uh, in eighth grade, the Connect was the thing. Yeah. It's how I talk over Xbox, but like, I just think it's weird to imagine Roger Goodell playing Connect. Also, Roger Goodell, just as you mentioned, looking incredibly uncomfortable and then eating like M&M's cupcakes, just bashing sweets to stay awake. He looked like he was going to implode. Like, it was insane. Colin, do you got any more little Weedles? Bill O'Brien, bro. That was- I really didn't, didn't need Bill O'Brien <laughs> getting mad at the Lions for apparently not making a trade that may or may not have happened, maybe. Like, we don't – I don't know. That was that kind of made me mad. And then Matt LaFleur is a little Weedle, too, for just coming out or letting the reports get out that said that Matt LaFleur drafted Jordan Love as a spite to Aaron Rodgers. Those are my little Weedles of the week. All right, those are some good choices right there. I think that's all the time we have for today. I got a couple quick shout-outs before we sign off here. Um, I got to mention Tristan Wirf's cat giving the camera a death stare. That's worth a Google for anybody that hasn't seen that. And shout out to the Cleveland Browns for re-signing Rashard Higgins. He took less money than he was offered by other teams to come back. He is a Cleveland legend forever. And he's also the first Browns drafted wide receiver in the expansion era, which started in 1999, to sign a second contract. He is the first. That's all I have. Leaving us on a positive note about the Browns. Gotta love it. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, that was this week's edition of Sports Talk Therapy. Finn will have this diced up and posted on Spotify in no time. And uh, even if he doesn't, not much is going to happen between now and then. Sure, so, uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to it soon. But uh, great show. Break down the draft. And uh, maybe we'll do it again next week. Uh, I'm Sean alongside Colin and Finn. That is Colin and Finn, not yes. Colin Finn. And. Uh, but one of them is called. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, thank we, you guys. We'll see you next week. We'll we'll try and figure out what to talk about. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll figure out something. Have a good rest of your week, guys.